We're reading 2 Samuel chapters 23 through 24 and Psalm 103 here on Commuter Bible OT. Now that the account of King David has essentially come to a close, the author recording the account is looking back on David's life to record some of the events that happened during David's lifetime that were not included in the chronological storyline. These accounts include the execution of members of Saul's family and battles against the giant descendants of Goliath, both of which were covered in our last episode. In today's episode, we'll begin with David's final words. Next, the author covers the exploits of David's best warriors and the census that David ordered to survey his kingdom. While imperfect, David is sensitive to his sin to the end, seeking repentance when he realizes his errors. 2 Samuel, chapters 23 through 24. These are the last words of David, the declaration of David, son of Jesse, the declaration of the man raised on high, the one anointed by the God of Jacob. This is the most delightful of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me, his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, The one who rules the people with justice, who rules in the fear of God, is like the morning light when the sun rises on a cloudless morning, the glisten of rain on sprouting grass. Is it not true my house is with God? For he has established a permanent covenant with me, ordered and secured in every detail. Will he not bring about my whole salvation and my every desire? But all the wicked are like thorns raked aside. They can never be picked up by hand. The man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear. They will be completely burned up on the spot. These are the names of David's warriors. Joshua Bashebeth, the Tachemonite, was chief of the officers. He wielded his spear against 800 men that he killed at one time. After him, Eleazar, son of Dodo, son of an Ahohite, was among the three warriors with David when they defied the Philistines. The men of Israel retreated in the place they had gathered for battle. But Eleazar stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tired and stuck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. After him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had assembled in formation where there was a field full of lentils. The troops fled from the Philistines, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck down the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty leading warriors went down at harvest time and came to David at the cave of Adullam while a company of Philistines was camping in Rephaim Valley. At that time, David was in the stronghold, and a Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. 
David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So three of the warriors broke through the Philistine camp and drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, Lord, I would never do such a thing. Is this not the blood of men who risked their lives? So he refused to drink it. Such were the exploits of the three warriors. Abishai, Joab's brother and son of Zeruiah, was leader of the three. He wielded his spear against three hundred men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. Was he not more honored than the three? He became their commander, even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kabzeel, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, an impressive man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went down to him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Joab's brother Azahel, Elhanan son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah the Herodite, Elika the Herodite, Helaz the Paltite, Iris son of Akesh the Tekoite, Abiezer the Anathathite, Mabunai the Hushathite, Zalman the Ahohite, Maharai the Natafathite, Heleb son of Bana, the Netaphathite, Atai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah of the Benjaminites, Benaiah, the Pirathonite, Hidai, from the Wadis of Gesh, Abi Alban, the Arbathite, Asmeveth, the Barhumite, Eliaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Jason, Jonathan, son of Shammah, the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sherar, the Hararite, Eliphalet, son of Hezbi, son of the Makathite, Eliam, son of Hithophel the Gilanite, Hezro the Carmelite, Peri the Arbite, Egal, son of Nathan, from Zobah, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Naharai the Berathite, the armor-bearer for Joab, son of Zeruiah, Ira the Ithrite, Garib the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hethite. These were 37 in all.
the Lord's anger burned against Israel again, and he stirred up David against them to say, Go, count the people of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of his army, Go through all the tribes of Israel from Dan to Beersheba and register the troops so I can know their number. Joab replied to the king, May the Lord God multiply the troops a hundred times more than they are, while my lord the king looks on. But why does my lord the king want to do this? Yet the king's order prevailed over Joab and the commanders of the army. So Joab and the commanders of the army left the king's presence to register the troops of Israel. They crossed the Jordan and camped in Arawer, south of the town in the middle of the valley, and they proceeded toward Gad and Jazer. They went to Gilead and to the land of the Hittites and continued on to Danjane and around to Sidon. They went to the fortress of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and Canaanites. Afterward, they went to the Negev of Judah at Beersheba. When they had gone through the whole land, they returned to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab gave the king the total of the registration of the troops. They were 800,000 valiant armed men from Israel and 500,000 men from Judah. David's conscience troubled him after he had taken a census of the troops. He said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I've done. Now, Lord, because I've been very foolish, please take away your servant's guilt. When David got up in the morning, the word of the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer. Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I am offering you three choices. Choose one of them, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David, told him the choices, and asked him, Do you want three years of famine to come on your land? To flee from your foes three months while they pursue you? Or to have a plague in your land three days? Now, consider carefully what answer I should give back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad, I have great anxiety. Please, let us fall into the Lord's hands because his mercies are great but don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning until the appointed time, and from Dan to Beersheba, 70,000 men died. Then the angel extended his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it. But the Lord relented concerning the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand now! The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Araunah, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel striking the people, he said to the Lord, Look, I am the one who sinned. I am the one who has done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please, let your hand be against me and my father's family. 
Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arauna the Jebusite. David went up in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord had commanded. Arauna looked down and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So he went out and paid homage to the king with his face to the ground. Arauna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the Lord, so the plague on the people might be halted. Arauna said to David, My lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for a burnt offering, and the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arauna gives everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered Arauna, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for twenty ounces of silver. He built an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord was receptive to prayer for the land, and the plague on Israel ended. Psalm 103 My soul, bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My soul, bless the Lord, and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes, and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him, and his righteousness 
toward the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength, who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways know Him, and He will make your paths straight. Music